You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie. I'm your host for today. And in the studio with me is Mr. Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello. And good day, Angie. Well, we're doing another wonderful episode to our Summer of Hope series. I love this. If there's one thing we need right now, it's hope. And I really want to dig in today, Mark, and talk about this thing that seems to be like a black cloud over the world right now, and it has been for several months, and it's fear. Let's talk about fear. Let's do, Angie. You know, thinking about that statement you just made, hope is not necessarily a big deal if you're living in it, but it's when we're not in touch with hope is when we're like, hmm, this is a big deal. It's not only just a big word, it's a small word, H-O-P-E, but it's a big deal when things are trying to come against your hope. A small word that makes a big impact. That's it. So let's dig into the word today. Isaiah 43 is where we're going to start today, starting verse 1, and it reads, But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by your name, and you are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Wow. Okay. The favorite parts? Yep. When you pass through the waters. Ooh. When you pass through the rivers. When you are in the fire. I mean, he's not saying that we're not going to walk through it. Right. It doesn't say if. Exactly. It says when. But he says, when you walk through these, nothing's going to happen to you. Right. Where does your mind go right away, Angie? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes. Right. I'm going to be in the fire with you. Oh, yes. That reminds me of the worship song from Hillsong, Another in the Fire. Yes. And oh my gosh, it speaks to this scripture exactly. And I love that because... Jesus said the trials will come. Right. Our response to trials and fear is what's going to speak volumes to the masses. Right. And I really believe that fear attacks our hope Mm, because our hope is found, you know, the song says our hope is found in nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. But here's what happens. Fear attacks that. Mm, It tries to erode our hope because our hope needs to be found in Christ. And I think that fear tries to eat at it. So it's going to take me to our next scripture, which is Deuteronomy chapter 31, starting in verse 6. Be strong and of good courage and do not fear. And do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Of course, we know that scripture. It's very familiar, right? He will not. I'm skipping down to verse 8. And the Lord said, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. And so again, it says, do not fear. Here's what's crazy, Angie. How many days are there in a calendar year for us? 365. 
Isn't it amazing how many times fear not appears in the Bible? What would your guess be? 365. That's it. I know this because I found the sheet that yeah. shows all of the fear not scriptures. And it's amazing because it's true. And why would God be telling us this? Like, here's something maybe you need to be reminded of daily. Yes, absolutely. I've actually found more that really speak to, and it's not so much where they're saying fear not. It's really saying trust. Right. Which is a completely opposite of fearing. They totally are. And here's the amazing part of this, I think, Angie, is it's telling us, listen, fear not because I'm with you. I'm your God. You're the one that's going to fear. And he's not saying, hey, you know, if you happen to find yourself in fear, listen, I'm aware of this and here's what I'm going to do to help you. You know, he's saying when, because it will happen, he knows it's a human emotion. It's a human reaction to a situation that we're not in control of. You are talking about the fact that fear does come. Here's what the problem is. And this is what I found out more over the last few months than ever before. There is a stigma to having fear. If you are a Christian person and you say you have fear, it's like instantly you are judged that you don't have enough faith. Faith. First of all, we shouldn't do that. Right. Second of all, there is nothing wrong with feeling fear. It's your response to it after that. That's it. That is the key. Fear doesn't take away your salvation. It doesn't change the way that you are with God. Right. Mm -hmm. But it does rob you of joy, which is where God wants us to live. And so I want to get rid of the stigma. Let me tell you a story. I love it. (laughs) Let me tell you a story. You know, Pat Barrett, the worship leader from House Fires, Pat has that song where he sings the way and the truth and the life. And he says, when fear and doubt come, Mm. he's like, to bring all your fear and doubt, right, into this place, you'll all come too. Right. I met Pat Barrett. I said, dude, I have a problem with your lyrics. And he goes, (laughs) and he's such a... It's such a ball of joy. He goes, oh, yeah, tell me. Like, he was excited to know what I was going to have a problem with with his lyrics. And I said, you're inviting fear and doubt to come along. Why would you do that? Why can't you just tell them to stay home? And he goes, because fear and doubt is going to come. So I say, if they're going to come, well, you better come to the foot of the cross with me then. And I went, okay, now I can totally sing those lyrics. And he goes, awesome. So that is my story of how I was put in my place. Pat Barrett. <laughs> Honestly, we can't judge others. Fear is okay. It's a feeling. You can feel a fear, but you got to respond to that fear in right. the right way. And what is the right way to respond? What is the right way to respond to fear in a practical manner? I'm sure you're going to tell us, Mark. Well, I think the scripture... <laughs> will show us. And this is a really, really familiar passage of scripture. And I told you earlier, Angie, we have to share this one because it's very popular. And it says in 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And you know what it really speaks to, to me in a practical way, Angie? It's, listen, it's just, we need to be reminded. Yeah, yeah. Right? It doesn't doesn't make you a bad person. And like you said, the stigma is, 
oh, I'm fearful right now. Oh, like, does that mean you have leprosy? No, it means it's an emotion that is tempting you. Yes, exactly. Reminds me of the Lord's Prayer where he says, and we pray, enter not into temptation. Yep. It doesn't say that we won't be tempted. Right. It says, pray that you are not entering into it. And I think this fear is a temptation to draw us away. I love this scripture because we always read it and say, there is no fear in love. But we don't remember the source of the love. Mm, yes. The source of the love, love is God. God is love. And so if you want to replace this with God, there is no fear with God. Right. Perfect God cast oh, out it. fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect with God. Amen. So when you have God next to you, when you are clinging to him and he is like you are one with him, like he asks us to do, he asks us to abide, then what do you have to fear? It's back to that little child who's afraid, goes running to daddy and clings to his leg. That's right. And then what does daddy do? Reaches down, picks him up and protects him and comforts him, right? This is our father. That's love. And the feeling of safety and security, right, exactly. begins to override your fear. That's what happens. So that's why you get closer to God when you start to fear. I love it. Because you're the child running to your daddy, and he's going to love on you, and that's going to cast away the fear. It's exactly. as easy as that. It is, honestly. but we forget, right? We're drawn we away, forget. and fear feeds fear, and it can breed in our minds. And it does try, especially when everybody around you starts talking about fear. Right. It's like it's everywhere. And we've just had this conversation in the office. Just because everybody else is being fearful doesn't mean we have to be fearful. Right. This is just distractions. This hmm. is just the enemy throwing up some red flags going, look at these red flags. Right. <laughs> right? right. And you're going, I don't need to look at your red flags. Right. Because God's telling me where to go, and he's telling me what to do. So we just need to, again, run to the Father. I love it, Angie. I think it's perfectly said. I love the simplicity of the statement, right? Here's, if you boil it all down, right? And that's what we're saying in a practical sense. Just boil it all down, and it just comes to you being with the Father and being reminded of his love, which then casts away all of our fear. Amen. I love it. I want to just toss out one more scripture to kind of close this up today. And it all back down to fear. And it says in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Back to getting close to God. He says he's going to give us strength. He's going to hold us up. I mean, there's so many promises in that scripture. And so I just wanted to kind of wrap it up with a bow, so to speak. Amen and amen. Don't feel guilty about feeling fear. Just respond with the love of God. And now it's time to move into the testimony side of the program. And I'm excited because with me on the telephone today is Pastor Bill Walker from Quest Church in West Liberty, Ohio. Pastor Bill, welcome to the program. 
Hey, it's great to be here, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, Pastor Bill, and today we're continuing in with this series called A Summer of Hope. And today we want to tackle a thing that is uh, present and real in our world right now and affects us every day, and it is called fear, this thing called fear. And it really is the opposite of hope. And, Bill, I am curious, and I'm anxious to hear what you have on your heart today that would share with the listeners like what it is with that fear is trying to grip us and pull us away from the hope that we have in Christ. What's on your heart? Well, I think when we look at fear, I mean, it's talked a lot about it in Scripture. In fact, when you, when you think about it, when, when the angel appeared to, to Mary and said she was going to get, you know, get pregnant, she said, fear not. The angel said, fear not. And the angel said, fear not to Zachariah, fear not to the shepherds. So uh, God knows that we're fearful. We're not supposed to be fearful, but God knows it. And in all three of those cases, nobody gets in trouble or gets a beat down for being fearful. So God knows we're not supposed to be fearful, but sometimes we are. And I think one of the, the challenges with fear is fear and discouragement are, are, are good friends. They're traveling partners. So if you see somebody that's fearful, almost always discouragement is going to be right behind that. And if you see somebody that gets discouraged, the chances are fear is part of that as well. And both of those things can be used to kind of interfere with and drive us away from our relationship with God. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, Bill. And they're really like uh, fear and discouragement, like you're saying, they're like first cousins. <laughs> like they're so related. And yeah. like you're saying, one will follow the other. And really what yeah. we have uh, and really what the scripture encourages us all uh, to hang on to is the hope. Because when you're fearful, because it will come, Bill, like you're saying very, <laughs> very many times in scriptures, it talks about when we get fearful, right? How many times <laughs> does the scripture say fear not, right? But yet like you're describing, Bill, we will experience that. And so <laughs> what happens when it goes? We have to cling to hope. So, Bill, talk a little bit, if you could, about hanging on to or clinging to our hope that is in Christ during these times. Well, and we know our hope is in Christ, and, and however that hope is manifested to us is, hey, we have to cling to that. It, it could be through prayer. It could be through reading the Bible. Those are the two biggest ways. But it's amazing to me, oftentimes, uh, God does some of his best work through people, and he, he doesn't have to do that. He chooses to do that. Yeah. He doesn't need our help. He's fine all by himself, but yet he continually uses people. And I've seen in my life, when I get down or I'm in one of those situations, how people that God provides can help to give me hope. And yeah, I read the Bible. Yes, I, I pray. But if somebody comes up to me and I, I just say, hey, read the Bible, pray, go on with your life, get away from me, <laughs> we, we can't do that. We have to come alongside people and allow God to use us just like God has used other people when I've been in those situations with, the, with fear and discouragement. And when those things happen, you know, loss of hope is not far behind. But when we have hope, no matter where it is, it seems like fear and discouragement just kind of dissipate. Yeah. But oftentimes in my life, it's been people that have helped me get through that. 
Yeah, and I appreciate your vulnerability in sharing that, Bill, because there might be people out there listening. You're like, is this guy a pastor? And he's he's saying he deals with this too. You know, it's funny, Bill, and this is the whole purpose of this is we talk to people all across the country. And uh, listen, this is real, and this is something that affects all of us. It doesn't matter what your title is, right, Bill? And I'm so glad that you uh, were open enough to share about that. But yeah, it's when those times come, Bill, not if. It will come. Jesus promised us mm-hmm. in this life you will have tribulation. And with tribulation, a lot of times comes the fear and then the discouragement. But, Bill, can you share an example of when you've talked to somebody, counseled somebody, or maybe reached out yourself? Because I love this concept that you introduced about reaching out to the body of Christ, how God uses people. He chooses to use people. And can you share an example, Bill, of that that you've seen? Yeah, well, one one of the things we're trying to do at our church is we're trying to make a call to everybody that goes there. And we're trying to do that every other week just to touch base with people. But it's an amazing, and, and I haven't made as many calls as some of the people have, because if I'm working on a sermon, they'll pick up my calls for me. But when I have made those calls, no matter what my state of mind is, and I'm trying to call to check up on people to help them, it's been amazing. No matter what kind of day I'm having, I leave those calls much better than when I started. And just to hear people's other stories, to hear how they're maybe struggling and going through things, but to hear how they're continuing to keep on keeping on, it just really, every single time I'm done with those calls, I walk away, like I said, in a better frame of mind. Whether I was a good frame of mind to start with, I'm better. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have bad days too, but just for me, talking to other people, and I think part of that might be the way I'm pre-wired. I'm an extrovert. So being with people and hearing that really might feed me more than other people. Some people might be fed by going out into the, you know, taking a walk with nature and just being with God that way and praying at different times for different people. But uh, it just seems like God always knows at the right time uh, when I need to be kind of lifted up a little bit. That's excellent, and it's real, Bill, and I really appreciate you sharing that. And I couldn't agree more. In fact, I've shared that same kind of concept with other people, being a fellow minister myself, Bill. When when you get down or when you're feeling low and empty and all those things, reach out to somebody else, because I guess this is my explanation. The Holy Spirit will begin to flow out of you into reaching out to them. And man, all of a sudden, you find yourself being encouraged and uplifted at the same time. And I, and I think that's the key. And I think sometimes pastors are the worst, and maybe I'm the worst, where if I'm down or something, I, there's people I could call, I know, that will, will lift me up. And I just need to, to reach out, not to wait, just to do it before it gets bad. And it's it's been funny with this COVID-19, like we've had to, we have about nine on our staff, and at different times, different people have been kind of at a low spot, all different times. And sometimes we know about it, sometimes we don't. But it, it hits us in different ways at different times due to different circumstances. And if we can simply be there, and you know, it's not like I'm going to give them all these wise words that are going to cure everything. Just knowing somebody's there to listen, who cares for them, who loves that person. When I know that somebody cares for me and loves me, just the fact that they listen, man, that in and of itself can make a huge difference. I couldn't agree more, Bill. That is so amazing how that God wired us like that, right? He wired us for community. 
really. And this is why, you know, you have people, I have people tell me all the time on the streets as we share the gospel, well, I don't really need church. You know what? I don't believe you have to go to church, right? Listen, you don't have to go to church to be saved, but listen, we're all wired for community. We're wired to be people of community. And this is what you're describing, I feel, Bill. Yeah, it is. And you know, that's, that's Jesus's plan, whether we like it or not, with, for the world. The, the, you know, Christ is the hope of the world, and I think the church is his main way for sharing the hope of Christ. But sometimes we, we kind of we just don't realize that. We, for, we forget about that. And when people uh, come to me and they say, I don't need the church, I've heard that we have this pastor, we hear that all the time. What I say to them is, and I don't fully believe this, but I say, well, maybe you don't need the church like you think you do. I don't say that. Maybe you don't need the church, but the church needs you. You have something to offer the people here. God has given you gifts and talents and abilities. We need you. And when I say that to people, they're kind of surprised. They're like, oh, you know, I didn't think it about that way. You can be that person that can encourage other people or do things that only you can do in the way that you can do them. And maybe one of those things is, is like I said, encouraging people, help people getting out of that, that kind of the funk that can uh, come before, you know, fear and discouragement. Yeah, Bill, and I'm kind of laughing because that's the exact same thing that I say to people, too, because I run into people all the time that tell me that, and that's the same exact answer I say. I said, yeah, you know what? That's unfortunate. You're right. Maybe you don't need the church, but the church really does need you. I say the same thing. And so the the truth is, is, and I love how Francis Chan put this, well, I'm sick of hearing just my gift every week. And so he's like, I want to hear your gift. I want to hear from you. What do you have? What's the Lord saying to you in that kind of thing and so this is how we all contribute to community and really bill bringing all the way back to where we started this is where we get our hope from right our encouragement our hope our joy all of the fruits of the spirit come to us as we gather in in jesus name but but bill unfortunately our time flies here but just uh want to ask you bill any final thoughts for those listeners out there that they might be fearful and bill like you shared sometimes we admit it and sometimes we don't. So sometimes we're struggling with those things in secret. Yeah. Well, God God says we shouldn't be fearful, fearful, but he knows we're going to be fearful. And he seems to be okay with that because he knows we're not perfect. But I would just urge and encourage people, don't do it alone. Bring somebody into that your fear with you. Just make a call. Reach out to somebody. If it's a Christian brother or sister, that's that's ultimately somebody that could understand maybe uh, those things in a way maybe other people couldn't reach out to them, reach out to a church or a pastor and just be honest and just say, here's where I am. I need help. You know, that's hard for us to do that sometimes, but anytime I've said to somebody, Hey, this is too much for me. I need help. It's made a huge difference. I just need to sometimes get over myself. Yeah, so excellent. Again, Pastor Bill Walker from Quest Church in West Liberty, Ohio. Thanks for joining us today, Pastor Bill. And I love it because you guys just heard it. Listen, we all need this. We all need each other. And that's the purpose of this, to know where our help comes from. And listen, God uses individuals in that that he's put in our lives for such a time as this. So, Pastor Bill, thanks again for joining us on the program. And you've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.